another riveting episode of the Cafe American podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and I have been under the weather. So there's going to be, um, I don't know how many, maybe two or three podcasts uploaded at the same time. And who knows? You could sit there all day, or if your all days count in about two hours, and listen to all of them that I upload. But other than that, I've been under the weather a lot of... I've been... The other issue is... And I got a slight cough. And the uh, other issue is that I, I, I've i been avoiding the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Because I've spoken about Jeffrey Epstein for years. For years! I, I just look at my old radio shows, look at my old podcasts. It's, it's been going on for years. And it's it, at this point, I'm kind of tired of it. I'm, we're not finding out anything really that new, but... I said I would do it, do uh, one show on it and whatever else is out there. I'm more concerned now about the manipulation of current events that is going on to basically sideline the 2020 elections of next year because the Democrats are doing the same crap. They don't have I, – I, I seriously do not think they have a prayer. I, I don't think they have a chance – to win the 2020 election, especially especially when Donald Trump starts declassifying everything about Russiagate and Pedogate and everything else. It's, it's going to be a tough hill to climb. So I, I real and who's going to do it? Joseph Biden? I, I don't think so. Who else could potentially do it? I'm pretty sure somebody that could not do it is Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris was shot out of the sky by my girl Tulsi Gabbard when she asked Kamala Harris, how come you felt as though it was okay to imprison all of those kids on marijuana charges and how come you didn't do anything about it if you were so concerned about them? So, good point for Miss Gabbard there. Uh, anyway, we'll go back to uh, oh, by the way, another per I met Neil DeGrasse Tyson. What a great guy. What a great guy. First off, he walks into a room and he is such a baritone voice that it just reverberates. If you've got uh, porcelain on the walls, forget about it. That's it's, it's all going to fall off. And he is sharp. He is really sharp. You can have a conversation with him about anything and he is right there engaged willing to combat you on whatever you say he's a wonderful interviewer and i think he's doing a show now called um star talk so he talks to entrepreneurs and other individuals and interviews them there uh, i would suggest just at least if you haven't already take a look at him and take a look at who he interviews and how he interviews them because he's, he's a fantastic interviewer he's very good uh, so it was an ex it was an absolute pleasure to meet Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, anyway, going back to Epstein. Last time I spoke about Epstein, he was alive. And that was probably about three weeks ago or two weeks ago. And I was shocked that Jeffrey Epstein had actually been murdered in prison. Not really. Uh, but, but, the, the, as we all know now, the shocking item here is not necessarily... The fact that Epstein is dead. 
The shocking item here is that both sides of the equation, whether you're pro or against Epstein, I'm, not pretty, I'm pretty sure I don't know anybody that's pro Epstein, but if you're pro or anti-Trump, both sides of the equation here do not believe any official story that they're peddling out there. So to recap, Jeffrey Epstein was taken off of he was on he was placed on suicide watch after he was found in a fetal position and bruises on his neck one day in his prison cell. Uh, he was placed on suicide watch. He was subsequently taken off of suicide watch. Now I've heard a couple of reasons of why he was taken off of suicide watch. Uh, reason number one is relatively simple. There are a number of rooms that are available to the inmates. If you are on suicide watch, um, essentially you go into a different class of prisoner. You've got to be watched more, so on and so forth. Now, they only have a limited amount of interview rooms if you are in that category of suicide watch. So essentially, you have two interview rooms, and it could take up to two to three hours to land one of those. Jeffrey Epstein was monopolizing those rooms as one, two. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein apparently manipulated the guards, and maybe we'll get into that a little later on, uh, and manipulated everybody. Said, no, 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 I really didn't mean to commit suicide. I just need to, uh, I, need, I, I was going through a phase, you understand. Everybody understands now. Uh, so he got out of that, and he, he placed himself into regular prison style. Uh, I don't know. You, you get what I'm saying here. So, the other thing about all of this, by being removed from that suicide watch style category, he was allowed to have more visitors more often. Supposedly, he was taking visitors for up to 12 hours a day. So, he was constantly out of his cell. One of those visitors happened to be a young lady. People were saying that a young lady was in there for at least two hours. Who knows what this person could have been up to, especially since it's rumored that Jeffrey Epstein now, now did need to orgasm at least three times a day to function. There was also a story from one of the victims that Jeffrey Epstein used to receive oral sex while he was taking phone calls from other individuals. He believed that he would get great ideas if you edged him, meaning get him to the point of climaxing, but don't allow him to climax. Now, this is an important point. This is a very important point because this validates this validates all sorts of occult sex magic ritual uh, transgressions because that idea of abstinence or that idea of getting to the point of almost climaxing and not climaxing is something that is studied in occult circles all across the globe. Essentially, when you orgasm, there is a an immense charge of electricity. Pop! Or orgon, if you believe Wilhelm Reich. Look up Wilhelm Reich. That's, the guy is amazing. He's also dead, but he's amazing. There is this immense clap. Well, maybe that's the wrong terminology to use for sex. A discharge of electromagnetic frequency, electricity, electrostatic, you get it, so on and so forth, when you climax. However, you are left drained 
from that because you used all of your energy to get to that point for that release. How Now, if you don't have that release, all of that energy is stored. And according to occult circles, you can take that energy and move it from your crotchetoral situation and make it charge up all of your chakra and energy points so that you're able to access different aspects of your personal energy grid. This is an occult ritual through and through. So what this says to me is that yes, all of the rumors about Jeffrey Epstein being an occultist, holding rituals on his island, in his house, in his brother's house. By the way, does anybody hear anything about Jeffrey Epstein's brother? I'm not even sure if he's alive. So that's something to look into. Because Jeffrey Epstein's brother had an apartment down the block from Jeffrey Epstein's New York City apartment. Now, and it was also known that Jeffrey Epstein's brother's apartment used to house all of the underage girls that they were trafficking and charging $100,000 per night to be with. Yes, they were charging the wealthy and political elite $100,000 per night for their underaged product. That's how sick and twisted. You want to know where Jeffrey Epstein got all of his money from? It's from that, accepting that kind of uh, payment in cash. While all of his stocks and his other businesses, he never touched. He never withdrew anything, probably. He didn't have to. He was living off of the cash. Remember the safe that they found when they raided his New York City apartment? They found a safe full of diamonds and $70,000 in cash. Yeah, so put that together. Anyway, going back. Uh, this only validates Jeffrey Epstein's rumors, or the rumors about Jeffrey Epstein, that he is an occultist. And I, I've always believed that to begin with. The weird cult-like temple on his island. And by the way, it looks like uh, the, the, the actual island it's, or, or the doorways on that temple look like to be arches, but they're really painted on. So it's the, the building itself is literally a block, a block of a building. Uh, so I don't know what's in there, but supposedly it's soundproofed. And from some of the drone footage that we see, we see scaffolding and beds, or I should say mattresses. They're not even, I wouldn't even call them beds. Uh, so the scaffolding, I would assume, would be for uh, restraining certain victims. The soundproofing, obviously, you don't want anybody to hear that kind of thing if you're a sex trafficker and a sex abuser. Um, so there you go. Uh, now, Jeffrey Epstein is suicided. Who could, first off, who believes that? Who in their right mind would believe that Jeffrey Epstein would commit suicide? He was telling people that Friday, he committed suicide supposedly Saturday morning. The day before, on a Friday, he's telling people, hey, uh, I'll see you Sunday. So if you're telling people, and he was supposedly in good spirits, he was supposedly adjusting to prison life, and he was able to uh, manage his day, schedule out his visits, talk about people, talk about things, and all sorts of stuff. In fact, he was so good at talking to people, and, and th uh, talking to people about things that he set up a $577 million trust called the 1953 trust two days before his death wow 
busy, busy person. Anyway, uh, you see, so that Friday, he's telling people, I'll see you Sunday, no big deal, see you later, fine, fine, fine. And then, and then Saturday morning, people hear a scream in the prison, and they go in there to find that he's dead. Right. So everybody thought he was on suicide watch. His lawyers, like Alan Dershowitz, dirtbag Alan Dershowitz, apparently took him off of suicide watch, which means he gets different types of bedding material. So if you're placed in suicide watch, you essentially get tissue thin uh, or tissue paper thin sheets and bedding. And once you're removed from that suicide watch, then, you know, lo and behold, you can get regular bedding. Now, here comes all the fun stuff. Supposedly, if we're to believe the story and the official version of Jeffrey Epstein's suicide, uh, he hanged himself. He didn't hung himself. He hanged himself. He hanged himself from the top bunk with a sheet. Okay, so the problem is this. If he were to hang himself from the top bunk with a sheet, he would literally have to make a cannonball-type jump off of the top bunk because he's that tall. Do you understand what I'm saying? He would have to pull his knees up to his chest from the top bunk in order, in hopes, to crack his neck and su subsequently kill himself. Does that make any fucking sense? No, of course it doesn't make any sense. His instincts would take over. His legs would shoot out, and he would just stand up. It's like you think you're drowning in, in six-inch deep water. No, it doesn't work. So that's the first thing out the window. Doesn't make sense. Second thing that doesn't make sense is the bones in his neck broke in really weird ways. So I don't know what it's called. I, there's a bone. It's a, a hoidel, a, a hoidel, a hymen, whatever the hell it is. In your neck, if it's broken, it's usually a sign. If it's broken and results in death, it's usually a sign of strangulation. And now the official, uh, the official doctor, of the it's almost like a sporting event. The official doctor of the Epstein suicide. Uh, autopsy is... Uh, he's some old fuck. Now, this guy is 80-some-odd years old. What's important to know about the official doctor that oversaw the Epstein death is that this is the same person that oversaw the autopsy of JFK. He's that fucking old. So he looked after the autopsy of JFK. He was involved in the O.J. Simpson deal. So this person is very, very well connected. And with all of those deaths, did you really get any satisfaction after the official results were given? No, you didn't. What you got was a cover-up. The bones in the neck that were broken, they result... Or I shouldn't say that. What really happens is that when those bones are broken, there's a 60% chance that the result of those broken bones are due to strangulation. There's only there's less than a 10% chance 
that those ne those neck bones being broken resulted from a suicide. So the odds are not there. The odds aren't there. Doesn't make any sense. No sense. None whatsoever. Now, the other part of this, the other interesting thing is, all of a sudden we had to delve into, well, the, the, the cameras weren't on in his cell. Why weren't the cameras on in his cell? He's such a high-profile individual. Don't you think you might want to watch him a little more closely? But supposedly the cameras were on outside of his cell. All right. So we can determine whether or not somebody went into his cell. I would say maybe because there's a lot of technology out there that allows uh, intelligence agencies to gain access into closed circuit television systems and manipulate the video footage. So I would say big, big maybe. Uh, the next thing, the guards that were supposed to watch him. Oh, the guards, uh, they didn't do their job. Well, what do you mean? Well, they were supposed to check up on him like every half an hour or every hour, whatever the hell it was, and they just didn't do it. Okay, well, why didn't they do it? Uh, they were overtired. I'm tired every fucking day. I still do my goddamn job. Well, they were working overtime. Uh, still your fucking job. Next, one of the guards wasn't even a certified guard. So who the hell is this person? Where did this person come from? And what is this person's background? Who is this person? What is this person's name? How did he get the job? The other thing. Oh, well, uh, the guards weren't there and they didn't look into the cell because they fell asleep. Uh, what? You fell asleep. You've got a high profile inmate. Like Joseph Epstein, uh, Joseph, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, and you, you fall asleep. Supposedly the guards fell asleep for three hours. How do you fall asleep for three hours? Well, I don't, I could do that. In fact, I've fallen asleep for eight to ten hours. Not on the job, though. And I wasn't overseeing and watching after high-profile prisoners like Jeffrey Epstein. So that doesn't make sense. Then you've got his former inmate. This guy, I forgot his name. Well, we'll get to his name. I'm just giving you an overview. Treetop view here. If we're to take stupid, politically correct business terms here. Oh, it's not my wheelhouse. Fuck you and your wheelhouse. <laughs> If you work in an office environment, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, it's not my wheelhouse. we got to circle back and uh, present a few more data points. Fuck you and your data points and circling back. Circle this. Gobble on this. Bitch. <laughs> anyway. Where the fuck was I? That's what, that's what happens when you're the shock jock of alternative radio and you've got about 10 people that listen to you on a regular basis. You stop caring. Not that I ever did care. I've been, this, I've been acting the same way for almost five years now. Uh, broadcasting. Notice, you can, and if you notice me now, if you, if you listen to me often enough, you know when I'm filling time. And uh, if this was terrestrial radio, you know I would be going to a break right now because I'm looking for a fucking article. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, guards, they were asleep. My personal theory about this whole thing is about that little situation. Because then after that happens, then you start getting into, well, why why does why was Jeffrey Epstein taken to the place he was taken? Why did he you know, all this stuff. My personal theory is this. Technically, what happened was a suicide, right? It was an assisted suicide, meaning that they put whoever they is, they are, whoever they are, uh, and this could be anybody. This could be an occultist. It could be that guard that doesn't that isn't actually a guard. It could be uh, one of the death cultists that have gone in to see Jeffrey Epstein. Could be one of the Luciferians that go after Jeffrey Epstein. Could be, um, it could be, you know, anybody. Take a guess. I mean, you just throw a dart at a board, and there's plenty of people that would want Jeffrey Epstein dead. Um, my theory is this. The guards were injected with some thing to make them fall asleep for three hours. That shit happens all the time. Or the guards were paid off to a point where... Uh, they just won't talk. In fact, the Department of Justice is trying to go after them and investigate exactly what's going, what happened, and they're not cooperating with any sort of Department of Justice probe, meaning they're just not answering questions and they're not responding to the T Department of Justice. Now, why won't they respond to the Department of Justice unless they know something, and what they know is so damning and damaging that their lives are at risk? Keep that point in mind. Life at risk so my personal theory is either the guards were paid off or injected with something that make them fall asleep for x amount of hours three hours two hours whatever enough to get the job done enough to not let not let them see the people that got into that area kill jeffrey epstein and get out next they can rule it a suicide because it would probably be considered an assisted suicide not a homicide now, how could it be considered an assisted suicide? It could be considered an assisted suicide in so much as they put the sheet around Jeffrey Epstein's neck. They have Jeffrey Epstein, uh, or they have a, the blanket, or the, the sheet tied around Jeffrey Epstein's neck, tied to the top bunk. So that way, it looks like Jeffrey Epstein uh, tried to hang himself from the top bunk. However... Once that didn't work, the individual that was in his cell or people that were in the cell with him strangled him and broke those bones. Oh, so he tried to commit suicide by strangle by uh, uh, by hanging with the sheet, but that didn't work. So the individual in there assisted Jeffrey Epstein in his suicide attempt by strangling him. And there you go. That's how all of that is parsed that's exactly what fucking happened probably maybe i shouldn't say that that's exactly what could have happened and if it's what could have happened it can't be exactly do you get the point so that is how they got away with the homicide or the murder angle or the official um the official <coughs> cause of death being homicide or murder because it counts as an assisted suicide exactly the way I told you. Now, once Jeffrey Epstein... I have to stop saying now. Jeffrey Epstein is dead, in quotes, 
taken out of prison, and we see a couple of pictures with the EMTs, and they it, it gets a snapshot. It looks as though Jeffrey Epstein is being, is on a gurney. He has taken off of the uh, he has just been taken off of the ambulance and is being wheeled into the ER. Now, if you see what I mean, <laughs> so take a look at that picture. And the reason why I say take a look at that picture is because the proportions are all off. The people in the foreground, the people in the picture that are closer to the photographer than Jeffrey Epstein on the gurney have heads that are smaller than Jeffrey Epstein. Now, Jeffrey Epstein is supposed to be about six foot. Okay, so he's tall, but he's not that tall. There are a lot of people out there that are six feet. The people that are closer in that photograph have smaller heads than him. So did a bunch of dwarf EMTs go in there and pick up Jeffrey Epstein? I should say not. Once you take a closer look at Jeffrey Epstein's head in that photograph, you will notice two things. The first thing is his nostrils are off. If you look at a photograph of Jeffrey Epstein while he is alive and well, he's got a very angular nose, very statuesque, very Greco-Roman nose. I get no, it's not a Jewish joke. Yes, he is Jewish, but I'm not making I'm not saying he's got a Jew nose. <laughs> but I should have made that joke now that I think about it. So if you if you take a look at Jeffrey Epstein's nose and a regular picture of him, it's very sharp. It goes down and then it jabs in. And you see nostrils and everything else. The guy on the gurney, whoever this is, his nose hooks. Now, that's a Jew joke. The nose of the person that is on that gurney goes down and reaches the point and then shoots up a little bit and then goes back into the upper lip. So that is a completely different type of nose. That is almost a checkmark type of nose compared to Jeffrey Epstein's regular, maybe obtuse, try, no, not obtuse, acute angled nose. I don't think it was 90 degrees, so it must be acute. Um, and the noses are different. That's one. And you can say, well, he went through, he just tried to commit suicide, so he's, his body is all out. Okay, well, alright, fine. We'll, we'll say his nostrils are flaring, and, and he's in the, in the throes of rigor mortis, so his musculature is all out of whack. Well, let's take a look at this photograph's uh, ears. Go to the gurney picture. You see Jeffrey Epstein with his enormous head, an Easter Island type head on this gurney, larger than the EMT heads, which are closer to the photographer in this picture. Another observation is in the picture, Jeffrey Epstein's head, if it was attached to a proportionate body, that proportionate body looks like it would be too big for the gurney. So what I'm getting at here is that, one, it's not Jeffrey Epstein that was killed. Two, if this person really was on a gurney, he's a lot bigger than Jeffrey Epstein. It's probably a photographed, uh, photoshopped photograph. Uh, two, look at the ear. The ear, the ear canal, you know, when you look at your ear from the side, I don't know if you ever saw that Simpsons bit where Homer tries to chase his ears. 
as a real throwback, right? 30 years. Your ear is as unique as a fingerprint. Long story short, Jeffrey Epstein, alive and well, has a different ear canal and different ear configuration, ear fingerprint, if you will, than the person on the gurney. Now, you can't fake that. You can't, you know, you can't pin back your ear. Well, you could, but you can't alter that kind of layout. It's as unique as a fingerprint. So that doesn't work for me. Another item that doesn't make sense is that the official report says that Jeffrey Epstein was found dead at 6.30 in the morning. However, we're starting to find out through leaks, and you can find these leaks online, that um, it was reported that Jeffrey Epstein was found at 4.30 a.m. So if he was found at 4.30 a.m., that is a lot earlier than 6.30 in the morning by about 120 minutes. So what was going on there? Why was it why was he found so late? And what was actually going on? So the, there's a lot of discrepancies in this death. There is a lot of um hanky panky, if you will, going on here. And oh, here it is. This is what I was looking for. So this is the rumor that's been going around online. Uh, obviously, this is going to be anonymous. And here we go. Not saying anything after this. Please do not try to dox me. But last night, after 4.15 a.m. count, they took him, Jeffrey, uh, medical in a wheelchair front cuffed. But not one triage nurse says they spoke to him. Next thing, we know a, a trip van shows up. So someone that's taking Jeffrey Epstein somewhere. We do not do releases on the weekends unless a judge orders it. Next thing we know, he's put in a single man cell and hangs himself? Here's the thing. The trip van did not sign in and we did not record the plate number and a guy in green dress military outfit was in the back of the van according to the tower guy who let him through the gate. You guys, I am shaking now, but I think they switched him out. Meaning, there was a body double. Somebody came in and pretended to be Epstein while they extricated Epstein into a quote-unquote secure location. This could go in both directions. Being that Jeffrey Epstein is tied to the Mossad, the Israeli intelligence, and the CIA, and the FBI, according to uh, Jim Acosta, former labor secretary for Donald Trump, um, this could be, in fact, an intelligence operation. CIA, FBI, whatever, contractor, however you want to slice it, so that the government fingerprints aren't necessarily all over it, as they should be. Jeffrey Epstein could have been... There's a couple of options with this. The first option is... Jeffrey Epstein was quote-unquote rescued from this prison. So whoever Jeffrey Epstein's allies were or are, uh, they went in there, found a body double, threw him in there, and murdered the guy, whoever this body double is, while the real Jeffrey Epstein has been spirited aloft uh, to some unknown locale across uh, somewhere on the fruited plain of the earth. Uh, a lot of the conspiracy theorists immediately say Jeffrey Epstein is Mossad-related. Jeffrey Epstein is Jewish. Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein's mistress and proc procurer of underaged women, children, sometimes as young as eight years old, 
Um, she, her father is tied to the Mossad. Her father was a, a, a extremely rich publisher, ended up dead, found naked off of the Canary Islands. Uh, after his boat was there, or not his boat was there, the boat was called the Little Ghislaine. Apparently, the father of Ghislaine Maxwell was such an abusive piece of shit that her, like, I think she had seven or eight siblings. Uh, they all ran for the hills once they could, as soon as they could from this guy, because this guy was such a, a demanding, disgusting, reprehensible human being. Typical pedophile type um, attitude. Uh, if you read any stories about sexual abuse and occult rituals and things like that. So, Ghislaine Maxwell is tied to Mossad. There's plenty of evidence to say that Jeffrey Epstein is tied to Mossad. So, one theory is that Jeffrey Epstein was, quote-unquote, rescued by his allies in the intelligence agencies. A lot of people say, well, Jeffrey Epstein is a Zionist, so he must be in Israel. I could see that, because... Israel go or a lot of Israel goes by Talmudic law and a lot of part a lot of the parts of Talmudic law mm, they're kind of dicey you want to talk about a lot of really really questionable behaviors that are accepted within T Talmudic law you could find them one of those things within Talmudic law uh, that is acceptable technically is sex with children uh, uh, up to a certain age I believe if I'm if I'm reading this correct. If anybody can correct me, I'm fine. I'm open to it. Please let's let's talk. Send me documents. I'm on. See, here's the beauty of what I do in the Cafe American podcast. I'm open to to anything. If you could prove me wrong and your point is better, and you've got supporting information, then sure, I'll change my mind. I've got no problems with it. But until then. You're just going to have to uh, deal with the shit I'm peddling right now. <laughs> anyway, Talmudic law. Talmudic law allows them to do icky things like that. Also, within Talmudic law, uh, you, I think, it's something along the lines, you're only allowed to um, charge interest to Gentiles or Khoyim. Uh, another thing is you're allowed to kill a Gentile or a Khoyim and not have any sort of repercussions against you, but you can't touch other Jews. I mean, so obviously Khoyim is non-Jew, whatever that is. So it could be anybody else besides Jews. <laughs> so, I mean, Talmudic law is really, really dicey, just like Sharia law. I mean, it, it, all that stuff, if you really believe all of that, uh, gives you a lot of leeway to do a lot of disgusting things. I, so, g going back to my point, I would not be surprised if that's the case. Do I think it's the case? No. The next possibility of where Jeffrey Epstein could have gone, which I'm, I'm leaning more towards this than anything else. One, I don't believe Jeffrey Epstein is dead. That's that's not <clears throat> that's that's the premise here. We've got to have that as the premise. One, Jeffrey Epstein is not dead. Two, Jeffrey Epstein was a high-profile inmate. Jeffrey Epstein had a lot of enemies with a lot of reach. He actually shouldn't say that. He had a lot of allies that don't want him to talk, and those allies have a lot of reach. These are media moguls. These are entertainment moguls. Law, legal, uh, uh, finance, p 
political. It even goes up to the royal families. Which, by the way, royal families and Greenland. Just remember that. Royal families and Greenland. There is a reason why Trump offered to buy Greenland, and it has to do with the child trafficking rings. It's part of a deal. Trump said you can cooperate with me or we can you, you know give up some names and we won't expose as much of <clears throat> of the royal family associated Denmark uh, associated with Greenland and, and associated with Epstein and associated with child trafficking rings and the Clinton Foundation and so on and so forth. And in exchange for not going down that road to the with the royal family of Denmark and so on, uh, we want Greenland. And we'll buy it for you uh, for $100 million more than what it costs to run the joint for one year. So instead of $600 million, we'll give you $700 million. So they said, no, we can't do this with Denmark. So Trump said, fine, I don't want to see you. I guarantee that's what was going on behind closed doors. It was part of a deal. And the mainstream media is out there saying, well, he's delirious. He's insane. How dare he even offer to buy Denmark? Well, President Truman did the same fucking thing. Also, there are a lot of ancient relics and ancient technology from ancient civilizations hidden underneath the ice in, uh, in Greenland. It's all there. I mean, you're talking about very, very ancient. It's a topic I do not have time to go into tonight because it is so in-depth. And you're talking about ruins that go that predate the last flood. So that's they, they predate 10,000 B.C. So they're older than the Sphinx. The Sphinx is, is around 10,000 years old because it's got water erosion on it. Anyway, the second option here is this. Trump allies and, you know, the, the whole Q-sters, the Q movement, you get the idea? Those types of people, the patriots. Trump allies staged Jeffrey Epstein's death to make it look like Jeffrey Epstein is, in fact, dead. After they do that, they spirit Jeffrey Epstein off, essentially placing him in a watch program. 24-hour watch where it is assumed that Jeffrey Epstein is not going to be able to commit suicide. He's holed up somewhere in some bunker, in some underground bunker, or maybe even an undersea base or an uh, or a space base because those exist. The undersea bases and space bases do exist. How many more S's can I say? They all exist. So... They take him there, and they say, listen, Jeffy baby, we want you to talk. You're safe. No one is going to get you. Start spilling the beans. Start giving us names. And if you, don't, and if you play ball, we'll give you a plastic surgeon. We'll give you money. Off you go. Don't worry about it. Live your life. Do whatever you want. But stop touching the fucking kids. Now, if Jeffrey Epstein doesn't cooperate, well, they can beat the shit out of him and ultimately kill him and torture him in Guantanamo. And no one would be the wiser. 
because no one's looking for Jeffrey Epstein. He's dead. By the way, the Q Patriot movement wanted everyone to be aware that Guantanamo Bay was expanded. Why? They expanded Guantanamo Bay, supposedly, in order to make room for traitors of the United States, aligned with the Clintons, the Democrats, and also the Epsteins. So they're, they're talking about, they're hinting at the idea of renditioning these people, taking them to Guantanamo. So something like this is not out of the realm of possibility, especially if we're talking about uh, the anonymous quote that I just read about a, uh, an individual in a green military outfit in a van that was not recorded being in the, you know, taking Jeffrey Epstein in, in a wheelchair. So if they took him in in a wheelchair and he's shackled to the wheelchair, he was probably drugged too. So Jeffrey Epstein probably doesn't even know where he is. That's my theory. And, and I think I would stick to that. And we only, we have to wait. We have to wait a little bit longer to see if any of this pans out. So the mainstream media is now going all out to try and defuse any sort of Jeffrey Epstein, uh, whatchamacallit, Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy theories. Because people on both sides, right, left, norms, out there's, Antifa's, Proud Boys, whatever they, whatever the hell you got now. All of us are saying, this dog don't hunt. This whole thing about Jeffrey Epstein committing suicide is nonsense. It doesn't make sense. Just forget about it. I don't believe it. Nobody believes it. You couldn't sell this theory to your dog. You could sell your this theory to your cat because usually cats are indifferent. So they don't care as long as they get fed. So the mainstream media is coming out with all sorts of stories, and you must read between the lines on all of these things. The first story that comes to mind for me is the story about how they're saying the Trump administration removed a whole category or a whole bunch of categories that, would, that normally qualified for sexual abuse and court cases and things like that. The mainstream media is portraying this as an outrage for victims of sexual abuse and sexual harassment. True, it is. However, I suspect that the reason why the mainstream media post is starting to gain or, or starting to really promote this story is twofold. One, the mainstream media will never ever pass up an opportunity to ding Donald Trump. Now, do I believe Donald Trump had anything to do with removing those specific instances like verbal assault and things like that from uh, the category of the major category of uh, sexual abuse and sexual harassment? Maybe. What I would sooner believe is that some administrator below Donald Trump removed those categories from the master category of sexual harassment and sexual abuse unbeknownst to other people within the Trump administration. Another reason why the mainstream media would bring up that story is to allay the fears 
of the elite that were associated with Jeffrey Epstein. Because now, if those ideas, those, those few things of sexual and verbal assault and whatever, if those items, those, those subcategories are taken out and removed from the major category of sexual harassment and sexual abuse, that means that if you were associating with Jeffrey Epstein and could have done some of those things, you are now off the hook. So this is a way for the mainstream media to get the message out there and say, hey, look, you guys, you're good. Because they're all in on it. You've got to look at how Epstein was so well connected. Connected to everybody, including Prince Andrew of the royal family. Prince Andrew had a video of him waving high waving high from Jeffrey Epstein's New York City apartment after a stream of women left said apartment. Even Ehud Barak and Olmert, two prime ministers of Israel, are associated with Jeffrey Epstein. Ehud Barak looks like a fucking idiot because he's in, he goes into the apartment, he's got his face all covered up with, a, uh, with one of those mufflers for your face, like when you ski, and then he leaves the apartment an hour later, and the damn thing's on his head, and he looks like a hussar. He also looks like a fucking idiot. However, uh, let's see. I'm looking desperately looking for something here because it was relevant to my point. Oh, look, there's uh, Neil. <laughs> Clearly, I'm on my phone. Uh, oh, yes, here we go. Here it is. So, we have Prince Andrew in Jeffrey Epstein's apartment. And he's he looks like a goddamn creep in the shadows. He looks like a ghoul. He looks like Nesferatu emerging from his coffin. And he peers around the corner. He looks around the corner, and then he gives his brief wave. And he makes sure that nobody's looking and nobody's watching. And then he ducks back into the apartment. Well, some of the women associated with uh, this little encounter. Very interesting. Bunch of no-faced women. Or, or a bunch of no-named no women. Jeez, can't speak. No-named women. All attractive, all well put together. One in particular, brunette, gloves on, long jacket. Oh, look, here she is in another picture with a bunch of women. Very stylish, very classic, not very slutty. Oh, there she is, once again with Ghislaine Maxwell. Why, who is this person emerging from Jeffrey Epstein's apartment at the same time Prince Andrew is in the apartment? And by the way... Prince Andrew said, I had no idea, no idea of Jeffrey Epstein's disgusting behavior. It's abhorrent. It is reprehensible behavior, and I condone any sort of rumor. Listen, dickface. You've been to the island I don't know how many times. You're seen videoed, videoed in his damn apartment. And you're telling me that you had no idea what was going on? No, 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 no. That's not how this works. 
Another caveat to all of this is that the royal family is exempt from any real laws. So he, they can do whatever the fuck they want and not do, and nobody can do anything about it. The only time you can do something about that is when you break out the guillotines. Since nobody knows how to build those anymore, I think they're relatively safe. One individual that left Jeffrey Epstein's apartment is none other than Catherine Keating, daughter of former Australian Prime Minister. Australia, in occult circles, is well known to be an occultist, sex-trafficking, pedophilia haven for countless individuals. Catherine Keating, daughter of former Australian Prime Minister, ex-girlfriend of Andre Balazs, B-A-L-Z-S. Now, okay, so we have a high-ranking person. Hmm. That's one. So we automatically know that Australian Prime Minister is tied to Epstein through his daughter. Meaning that the Australian Prime Minister is involved with occult sex trafficking and brought up his daughter to be in the same social circles and more than likely involved with sex trafficking herself. Second, her boyfriend, Andre Balazs. Who might this person be? Andre Balazs is the owner of none other than the infamous hotel chain, the Standard Hotel. Now, why would that be significant to us here on the Cafe American podcast? The Standard Hotel is very tied into none other than Adam Schiff. Yes, that little chubby-cheeked asshole that goes after Trump all the time. He looks like his eye, you know, his pupils, his pupils are the size of cup saucers. So I can only imagine the uppers that he's on. The Standard Hotel has been involved with a number of sex trafficking incidences, including sex trafficking of underaged women and boys, meaning children. There is one standard hotel that is, oddly enough, located within Adam Schiff's district. This hotel, this specific standard hotel, has been involved with murders and has been involved with sex trafficking, including sex trafficking of kids. One interesting item that you have to look at when you observe this specific Hotel in Mr. Schiff's district are the vats on top of the hotel. It's rumored that these vats are full of acid. And if these vats are full of acid, that means they are destroying evidence. More than likely, destroying bodies. This becomes very interesting. Why would a hotel chain associated with murders like that, or at least rumors of that, uh, how is that tied to Miss Keating, daughter of Australian Prime Minister? Why is the Australian Prime Minister and his family associated with a hotel chain like that? And how do they get involved with Epstein? Why would Epstein, 
and the Prime Minister and his daughter want to be associated with a hotel chain like that. You can fill in the blanks. I just gave you all the answers. Now, the mainstream media is trying to, in another way, is trying to sideline all conspiracy theorists to maintain the official story of Jeffrey Epstein's death. You can find this from The Guardian. The Guardian went out there and they said, Online conspiracy theories now abound after his death. Observers suggest Epstein was killed by one of the men who may have been implicated in his crimes. Maybe Bill Clinton, according to the fringe right, or Donald Trump, according to the fringe left. Con that's another thing. They're assuming that, that uh, Attorney General Barr is the one that allowed Jeffrey Epstein to be murdered. So clearly he's got ties to Donald Trump. And that's the reason. I would sooner suspect that Jeffrey Epstein had ties to Attorney General Barr. Because Attorney General Barr's father allowed Jeffrey Epstein to get to where he is when Mr. Epstein was starting his career in the 80s. Yes, Attorney General Barr's father hired Jeffrey Epstein and gave him his first job that allowed Mr. Epstein to interact with underage women. The speculations, the Guardian continues, may well be factually wrong. Criminal justice experts have pointed out that inmate suicides are common and that those detained in federal jails often face startling neglect. Guarantee you, Jeffrey Epstein was not one of those people. The positing of these conspiracy theories is unhelpful, distracting from the importing, important injustice that has, done to, uh, that has been done to Epstein's victims. The conspiracy theorists also risk undermining efforts to bring Epstein's co-conspirators to account. Their suggestions that the financier was killed to cover up the rapes and assaults of powerful men who would rather uh, he be shut up could lend suspicion to anyone pointing out the breadth of his alleged pedophilia ring, which was expansive, by the way. Uh, giving those who want continued investigations of men such as Dershowitz, Pritzker, and Dubin, the aura of a maniac in a tinfoil hat. No, 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 no. What the Guardian is trying to do here is the Guardian is trying to say, look, we don't want anybody asking about the official death and the official story of Jeffrey Epstein's suicide because if anybody does, that means we've got a really large problem on our hands. Trust us, Jeffrey Epstein was suicide. He's the scapegoat. He is it. That's all. Going back to his supposed murder, Epstein's former cellmate begs a judge, begs a judge to transfer to another prison. This is according to the New York Post. Hulking ex-cop Nicholas Tartaglioni, who briefly bunked with Epstein at the Metropolitan Correctional Center, has been told by various guards to shut up, stop talking, and stop complaining. His questions swirled about how the accused sex trafficker who was able to commit suicide in federal custody. Tartaglioni attorney Bruce Barkett says in a letter to the White Plains federal judge Kenneth Karras. Uh, he said the two were separated before Jeffrey Epstein hanged himself on August 10th. However, Mr. Tartaglioni, even though he killed four people... Mr. Tartaglioni is now saying that he feels threatened. Mr. Tartaglioni was also in the cell, supposedly, when the first murder attempt was made. 
I mean suicide attempt was made. Unsuccessful. Jeffrey Epstein said he felt threatened by Mr. Tartaglioni, which is why they put him on suicide watch. Epstein's bodyguard was asked about all of this stuff. The Daily Beast is reporting that uh, the Epstein bodyguard freaked out. He said M.L. Nestle at one point suggested he drop the story and stop asking questions about Epstein's pedophilia because it runs deep. New York Magazine goes on and asks, who is this guy's name? Igor Zinoviev. Uh, apparently he worked for Jeffrey Epstein, I think, until 2015. And the Russian MMA competitor clammed up when the uh, topic shifted over to Epstein's crimes. You were Jeffrey Epstein's driver. You weren't just his bodyguard and trainer. Yep. You drove him all three places. In New York, I didn't. He says, in New York, I didn't drive him. In New York, he had a driver, whatever his name was. Find the driver. He was like old family. I was just training with him in New York, and I traveled with him. And I just drove him here in Palm Beach. Because other places, he had different drivers. They're just personnel, you know, who just drive him. Somebody drove him in Mexico, New Mexico. Uh, somebody drives him in Virgin in the Virgin Islands. I just drove him here in Palm Beach. Where are the other drivers? How come they are not being asked questions? They ask him, "You went with him to all other properties. Did you not? Did you go with him to the New Mexico property also? Yes. You worked with him and traveled with him twenty four seven. So that means you were on a plane with him, correct? Yes. You lived in a guest house. Yes. Now things get uncomfortable." Here we go. In our 2015 conversation, you described his relationship with teenage girls. So many times, uh, I tried to stop him. I tried to tell him, in my opinion about them. He didn't listen to me. That's the reason why I'm not working for him no more. I make him do that let, to let me go. It's not just teenage girls. I've never seen the teenage girls. I tell you, i never seen teenage girls. Plenty of times when I work for him, I never see anything improper or teenage girls around him. That's what I say. Mmm, changed the story, didn't he? So now you say you only saw him with women older than 18, 20? All what I say has always been with the girlfriends, and there are a couple of girls. I don't remember the names. She was 25, worked with him assistant, 25, 23. Okay, but you definitely told me the la that the last time we talked. No, 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 it's not that. He working with work release on other stuff, and I just tell him, you know, we all, we would order his girlfriends around, and I told him, calm down. It's not just teenage girls. That's what it is. That's a misunderstanding. Completely. Here's another thing you said last time about Jeffrey Epstein and the girls you saw at his house. Specifically about moments when you were trying to offer him advice about his conduct. Sometimes he tries to make a joke. This is in quotes. He'd say, thank you, Grandma. I don't need your opinion, Jeffrey Epstein would tell him. So when you tried to do something good, he would try to make a joke in front of these girls. I never give him give anyone any questions. It's one of my rules, actually. I'd be honest with you. I never ask any of my clients what they do for a living or how they do whatever they do. I just do my job, and that's it. Do you remember saying that? Yes, that's what I say. Watching me whenever he's on work release, I tell him, don't do stupid stuff. Don't put your girlfriend in the car and drive together. Don't. Watch it. All the extra attention. Epstein made fun of you in front of the other girls. Yes. Okay, so. On and on this goes. I'm not going to read all this fucking bullshit. It ends with 
the guy saying he doesn't want to talk and hangs up on the reporter when it comes to underage girls and trafficking, even though this person is clearly involved or has seen something. If you're around Jeffrey Epstein for 24-7, then you're going to see something. That's just how it is. You're going to see something. I'm sorry to tell you. He even says he doesn't want to talk about this over the phone. So that means that he knows that the phone line is being tapped. He knows it's being tapped. And he also knows that if he says anything, he's probably going to end up dead. So going along with what I said before, that uh, the guards are not working with the Department of Justice. Even though they have violated protocols and everything else. That's another story I'm not going to get into. I, I basically summed up the whole thing. It's all details. We're already an hour into this. Another story. This is the one I told you about. Prince Andrew is in there. Waving hi. Oh, this is... Oh, man. Maybe I want to get into this another time. Oh, we'll get in. Okay, so Attorney General Barr fires the prison chief after Epstein case leaves country hanging whoa wow so Jeffrey uh, uh, Jeffrey Andrew Barr is outraged outraged about what has happened how did this how did this allow itself to happen how did Jeffrey Epstein leave that prison it could be Attorney General Barr just playing the, playing the game if they in fact did uh, rendition Jeffrey Epstein um, or this could be Andrew Barr being kept in the dark about everything so Andrew Barr is outraged and he subsequently fires the chief uh, the prison chief now this guy looks like a seedy piece of shit uh, his name is Hugh Kerwitz and his reputation isn't very good especially in the prison where Jeffrey Epstein was being held So we can go down two further roads with this. Jeffrey Epstein either really, truly did try to commit suicide and he was successful in his attempt. Or Mr. Epstein knew something was coming. I, I suspect that Jeffrey Epstein knew something was coming. In my personal opinion. Because why else would Jeffrey Epstein pay for a cement mixer, a cement truck in advance for $100,000 and have it shipped to Little St. James? By the way, Jeffrey Epstein owned two islands. So what's on the other island? Why would Jeffrey Epstein pay for a cement truck in cash? To have it delivered to the island unless he was filling in the tunnels beneath the temple on the island. Why would you want to fill in the tunnels underneath the temple on Little St. James? Because you want to destroy evidence. That's what you want to do. Cover it up with concrete. That's what happened. Now, having said that, we all saw that the FBI raided Little St. James. 
And there are rumors about what they actually found over there. Uh, some of those rumors being that they uh, decided to send scuba divers off the shore of Little St. James, and they found a lot of bones, tiny bones, bones of children in the way of sacrificial uh, bones, little marks on the bones. So yeah, you get where I'm going here, that this is an occult sex trafficking ring. You're talking about Luciferian concepts here. I've spoken about Luciferianism and occultism in the past. It's a devil-may-care, literally, devil-may-care attitude that all of these people have. Everybody's out for themselves, and I have to do what's good for me. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, and love is under the law, or some bullshit like that that Aleister Crowley came up with. Essentially meaning that I can do whatever I want to whoever I want because it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. And if I get pleasure from that, then, th then that's what serves me. So if these people get pleasure from raping and sacrificing children, then that's what they're going to do. I was talking to my good friend. And he is he completely believes that Jeffrey Epstein... Uh, committed suicide, no ties to the Clintons whatsoever, no ties to Democrats, absolutely not, so on and so forth. And I'm going, no, no, dude, you're, you're not doing enough research. If you did enough research, none of this would be a surprise. None of this would be a surprise to you. And this, the, the people that are tied to Jeffrey Epstein, they're so powerful, and the conspiracy is so great that to believe it would be a reality-shifting event. To have this exposed would be a consciousness-altering event because then the populace would realize that the gods, quote-unquote, have been here the whole time. You would realize that the politicians and the bankers, the financiers, the lawyers, the heads of entertainment, they're probably not human. How often do you find humans saying that, yeah, it's a good idea to sacrifice kids. It's a good idea to rape children. No, no, you don't find that. You do find, you do find, I would suspect, in human beings portraying that behavior. And certain twisted individuals subsequently following along. But not many. If they were to expose that... The politicians and the power and the people in positions of power are really part of a secret Luciferian cult, a devil cult, a death cult. Imagine the uproar. Imagine the exposure. The gods haven't changed. They're still doing human sacrifice. They're still ruling over human beings. They're still not caring for human beings. Nothing has changed. Only the faces, only the names. And that's it for me tonight. I'm your host, Christian, and this has been another riveting episode. By the way, on new equipment. I'm not sure how this is going to sound, but we'll see how it, how it does sound uh, for the Cafe American podcast. 
You can listen to me on Stitcher. You can listen to me on YouTube. And you can also listen to me on Podbean. You can find me every other Saturday, including this Saturday, on WUSB.com. Or I mean WUSB, 90.1 FM, WUSB.FM, if you'd like to stream it online. Except I think the website is down for some reason. You can also find me every Thursday at onthewakeupradio.com. I do a podcast over there, part of the podcasting network. And Thursdays are from 9 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. You can actually call into the program. Uh, Saturdays or every other Saturday is going to be this Saturday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, this is the Cafe Americaine Podcast.